Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. Week 13 of the NFL season. We are already inside the Superdome. When I say we, me and Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak. Also, Cullen Steele hanging out. Master Control running things back. <laughs> oh, I got Ashley O here with her hands up going, what am I, nobody? Also, Engineer Luke hanging out here in the Superdome as well as we get ready for that noon start between the Lions and Saints, Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff coming up right after us at 10 a.m. with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Uh Jeff, I know one of the things you wanted to get into uh, this hour was talking about some of the things that went on with special teams and Darren Rizzi talked about this week leading into the matchup. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Blake Rupi landed on the injury report last Friday, not, not this past Friday, a few Fridays ago, with a right groin injury and right. he kicked six times in that game. You know, I asked Dennis Allen earlier in the week if maybe that got worse throughout the game because it did seem like there was a kickoff late in the game that was short, and this is a guy who has been very consistent on his kickoffs. You haven't really seen any returns, but he did give Cordero Patterson a chance late in the game, and then that 54-yarder at the end after making his first five, he hit from 52 with no issue. Right. 54, it was like he looked like he didn't get all of it, and you had to wonder. Maybe that injury crept up on him. Then the Saints go and work out kickers on Tuesday. They end up signing Austin Seibert to the practice squad, and you know what Dennis Allen said is that's really just an insurance policy. Darren Rizzi kind of underscored that in terms of they expect him to play, and he is active. They did not elevate Austin Seibert, but it is a thing where you're going to have to watch it in terms of you know, is he going to be 100%? Is this range the same as you would have, as you would expect it to be on a normal week, right? You saw the same thing with Young Kwe Koo last week. I was curious if that game came down to a long Falcons field goal, if he'd be able to hit it. He was dealing with a back injury all week, and I'm going to wonder the same thing all day about Blake Groupie and, and what his status is. And, you know, if he does, you know, if, what, what if he kicks something, he tweaks it, and then he goes down? Who is the backup emergency kicker? I don't even know, but it'll be fascinating to find out. Uh, oh, you'd probably just throw Taysom Hill in there. He probably, yeah. That, that, that is one of the only <laughs> positions he has not played. Then beyond that, your questions are, okay, who's your returner, right? Rashid Shahid is out. Right. He has been your kick slash punt returner all year long. You know, you saw Taysom Hill take some kick returns. He has done kick returns in the past. I would expect Lynn Bowden to be that guy on punt returns. 
Um, and then I think someone else is going to do it on kick returns. You have options, though, and that's what Darren Rizzi said is the luxury on this roster is even though you have a dedicated returner in Rashid Shahid, you have a, a ton of guys who could potentially go back there and do it. Marquez Calloway has returned kicks in the past. Alante Taylor has worked at returner. Ugo Amadi was a returner in the preseason. We've seen him do that, so he could go out there and do it again. And even guys like Tyron Matthew, Alvin Kamara have, have done it. Like, they could do it in a pinch. So it's just going to be a question of who you choose to send out there. Um, but I would expect to see Lynn Bowden on, uh, on punt returns at the very least. Want to hear from all you fans out there on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking sex line, 504-260-1870. How you feeling about this matchup? You heading to the game? I know we got Jimmy from Gretna on the line who's heading to the Superdome right now. What you got to say, Jimmy? Hey, how y'all doing? What's up, man? Hey, man. Listen, I know we're the underdog. I know the Lions fans think they're going to the Superdome. Super Bowl, sorry. They're going to the Superdome. Because I heard they got 20,000 fans, guys, coming from Detroit. Detroit fans, they think they're going to the Super Bowl. They bought a lot of these tickets, all right? And I heard they got that kid, Benito Jones. He's from Mississippi, Waynesboro, uh, Mississippi. I heard he has 500 of his family and friends coming from Mississippi. He's, uh, I think he's a D lineman for the Lions. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Lions fans in the Superdome today. Saints fans got to show up. They still got like $30, $40 tickets on secondary market right now and uh you know look listen i i i think it's listen Derek carr's our starter like bobby says all week we're locked in with this guy for the rest of this year and next year now contract wise we could cut bait on him uh, uh technically after next year he's gonna make a hundred million dollars if he never uh takes another snap you know it's just we're locked in i mean you know it's what gail and them did that's where we're at I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying he's playing great. I'm just, you know, his accuracy has been off. I wanted to get y'all's take on this. When he's inaccurate, do you think these injuries are mounting up on the wide receiver core because of his inaccuracy? Because it seems like these guys are having to stretch out more. They're taking bigger hits. Their arms are out. They're extended. Uh, what's your take on that, the inaccuracy tying into all the injuries? Because the injuries are mounting up. And, and, and what's the chances of um, – Eminem showing up for the game. You know, he's from Detroit, seven mile, uh, got vomit on my arm, uh, mom's spaghetti. What's the chances of us seeing a little halftime show from Eminem? Yeah, I, I don't know about that, that last one. But, you know, the, the injuries are, are interesting. I, I see, I don't – I think it's easy to complain anytime a wide receiver gets hurt and say, you know, oh, man, it's on the quarterback. The pass wasn't great. People seem to think Rashid Shahid got hurt on that, that miss, which Derek Carr just says, yeah, I missed the throw. And missed throws happen, but that's – Rashid Shahid got hurt on the first play of the game. It wasn't right. that, that kind of crossing route where the throw was missed and he had to kind of reach back for it. He didn't get hit, right? So it's not like that was a throw. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking at, wide, at quarterbacks and wide receivers – and I'm saying, okay, this, the quarterback needs to protect the wide receiver. You're talking about balls over the middle of the field. You're talking about, okay, you're running a slant, and you need to get that ball low and inside, and he delivers it high and outside, and he kind of has to expose himself. That's not what's really happened, right, first of all. And on that throw to Chris Olave, you know, it's just it's a back shoulder ball. It's bad luck. You know, the guy goes down on his head. I'm not blaming the quarterback. Could he, could he have put that ball out ahead of him? Sure, but at the same time, you know, Chris read the ball. Chris came back for it. He got both hands on it. Like, it's not like it's a, it's a terrible throw in that regard. Uh, could it have been somewhere else? Sure. But, you know, it's just a play that happens in an NFL game. Uh, go back to week five and, and listen to Mike Thomas after that game and hear him say, I want you to throw me the ball in traffic. I'm okay with taking these hits. And then go and watch those plays, and, and you'll see. It's like those are just hits 
that get taken in an NFL game, it's bad luck. Sure, could he be more accurate? Yes. But there's this, like, narrative of, like, quote-unquote hospital balls that people have. And it's like, you're just looking for something to complain about. Bad injuries happen in the NFL. It's not, you know, you can look for reasons or you can just say, okay, the whole team has to play better. I don't, I don't buy that. I think Derek Carr had, just has to be more accurate. Um, but I just I think that's just a, a narrative that people have come up with to, to to kind of just undermine this idea of like, oh, he shouldn't be the starting quarterback because of A, B and C. He's the starting quarterback, guys. He's going to be the starting quarterback. You need he needs to play better, but he's not going anywhere. <laughs> right? No, I think there's this this want for for Carr to get benched and Jameis to come in. And that's not the answer. Yeah, I, I don't I, – it's, it's either Derek Carr succeeds or Derek Carr fails. I, I don't – like, this is not a competition, you know, and if you're waiting for that to happen, you're going to be disappointed because it's not what's happening. <laughs> um, and, I, and I don't know. Like, yeah, every, there's points in a season where you can look at it and say, yes, this guy's got to be better, and I think Derek Carr does have to be better. But I think that narrative is a little – is a reach in my opinion. I want to thank the good folks at Magazine Pizza for freeing our in-studio Saints game day crew. Magazine Pizza, 1068 Magazine Street, dining or delivery, the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Magazine Pizza's also got pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Just go to magazinepizza.com, check it out. Going to get to do the break, and when we get back, getting more of the Saints sound bank, we'll hear some of Deuce McAllister's keys to the game right after this here on WWL Saints Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back into First Take. Week 13 action will be the Saints hosting the Detroit Lions. This Lions squad comes into the game 8-3. and three, yeah. Just suffered back-to-back losses, right? No. No, uh, no, no. no. Lost on they, Thanksgiving. They very close to back-to-back and yet, losses. Uh, yeah. Yeah, should they have were lost down by 12 game. in the fourth quarter. They were down by 12 with about five minutes left against the Bears and came back. And it, they won by five because they got a safety at the end of that game. Um, but they, that, that was a game that, you know, if the Bears weren't tanking for a high draft pick, <laughs> you might have seen them win. Uh, but, yeah, no, this Lions team is not playing at its best right now. Like, that's, that's just the fact. You know, but they have had 10 days to stew over that Thanksgiving loss. And right, a little yeah. extra rest though, compared you'll, to the you'll Saints. You'll see that. You know, something we haven't really talked about a ton today is the, the Lions like to run the ball. You know, it's, it's funny because you go, to, go against the, the Falcons last week, and that's also a team that is kind of dedicated to running the football. They're going to run it. You know, whether you stop it or not, they're going to keep running it. But they do it in different ways, and they also had a, have a mobile quarterback who can get out and, and make things more difficult on you uh, in terms of getting upfield and stopping the run. The Lions 
don't have a mobile quarterback, right? The Lions have 27 yards rushing from Jared Goff this year. It's just not something he's going to do. So you see a team that's fourth in the NFL in rushing, and, you know, you factor that. It's like, well, okay, that doesn't sound like, wow, why are, why are we talking about them like they're the best running team in football? Well, that's from only running back runs, you know? Like, the Ravens are second in the league, I think, behind maybe the Dolphins, who have this huge explosive offense. The Ravens have, like, 600 rushing yards from Lamar Jackson. This team is getting exclusively rushing yards from the running backs. And you look at the numbers, and they're pretty clear. You know, so in, this, in the Lions' eight wins, they have averaged 135 yards rushing. They have 200 yards rushing in three of those wins. And so the Saints allowed 200 yards rushing last week. If they do that again today, this game will not be close. Now, in their three losses, that average goes down to about 108. So they're going to get rushing yards. They're going to pick up yards. You just have to limit it. You have to limit the damage and not allow that to take over the game the way that the Falcons were able to take over the game on the ground at the end of that game, right? To me, that's the biggest key is if you can slow down, not stop. You're not going to stop this rushing attack. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are going to get out. Joe Woods describes Jameer as a daylight runner, right? You give him space, he's going to run to it. He's going to get there more often than not. But you have to limit that damage. You can't allow that to be the story of the game is that they were just able to run the ball at will. Someone that knows about a run game, Saints color analyst Deuce McAllister. Here's his breakdowns on some of the keys to a Saints victory in this matchup against the Lions today. Take care of the football. Create turnovers. Saints have to win a turnover battle. They have to win a turnover battle. So you have to take care of the football, and you have to create turnovers. And the Saints have to, I mean, the the Saints have moved the ball. And here's the thing. Detroit defense will give up yards. They will, you will have some chances for some plays. But the Saints, it, it comes down to one thing really offensively outside of taking care of the football. You got to score in the red zone. I mean, you got to score in the red zone. And so if you can score in the red zone, you give yourself a chance. Saints defensively, outside of winning the turnover battle, you got to stop the run. This will be a physical downhill football team. That's what Detroit is. Now, it's not traditional downhill because they, they like to get outside with counter and, and, and some outside zone plays. But they're going to bootleg you. You're going to have wide zone. you got to come up and tackle. And if you're sloppy tackling again, man, it's going to be ugly. What's Because you were talking, I remember in the, in the Atlanta, those final two drives, you know, just those wide zones, and Atlanta was just, I mean, they knew. Well, they uh, stop uh, some, Why some, is it different? Some, some, some of that, though, what Atlanta, uh, it was zone, zone running. But, one, if you can't, Hold the edge. The defensive end has to send it back inside. You have to send it back inside where the pursuit is. But if I send it back inside, the D tackle has to win. The defensive end has to win. The linebacker, somebody's got to win. All three of those guys can't get you know locked up or washed down where there's a there, there's a gap. There's a free free lane for the back to be able to put his foot down and hit it. And the other thing is that safety has to run that alley or the corner whoever the force player is, he's got to come up and make a, make a tackle. He's got to come up and make a play. And so, man, they're going to test you. They do a, a, a way better job with play action as well than Atlanta even thought about. And so you're going to get bootleg. You're going to get counter. You're going to get um, bend back, uh, which is basically another uh, another uh, way to just basically get double teams and bend the ball back it's all it's a, it's a predetermined cutback really for the back and you're going to get outside zone whether it's via toss or you know handoff 
if the Saints can limit them on third down, stop the explosives, or at least limit the explosives and tackle, you give yourself a chance. Saints color analyst Deuce McAllister there giving his keys to a Saints victory in this one. And, man, running some of those, yeah, those running back terms, yeah. uh, some folks will be scratching their heads, I know, on some of them. Bend back. Bend back runs. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he, he knows. And, you know, one thing we haven't talked about yet that's definitely going to be a fact today, there's no Pete Werner. You know, and last oh, right. year, last year without Pete Werner for a period of time, and you went to Caden Ellis, and he played really well, and you know he earned himself a huge deal with Atlanta. And <laughs> but now you don't have that guy, so who's it going to be? Right? Is it going to be Nephi Sewell stepping in there? I expect it will when, it, it, at the will. <laughs> you know, when when you're asking him to cover. Um, but I think what you're going to end up seeing today is a lot more base. You're going to see a lot more Zach Bond um, because this again, this is a team that likes to. A, run the ball, and then B, get to play action. So that, you know, for, for if you're going to be without, you know, Pete Werner in a game, this is probably the best one in terms of you need to stack up and stop the run anyway. So, you know, I don't think that's going to hurt you as much as it might in some other matchups where you do need to be a little bit more mobile and athletic. But it is going to be a factor. How do you replace Pete Werner? Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a setup where they actually move DeMario to the will. Like, he's still going to be the Mike in the sense that he has the green dot on his helmet. But he might move over in terms of the coverage, and you throw a DeMarco Jackson into the Mike, and, and you let him play middle because that's where he has played. He hasn't really played the will. So it's really just a question of what, who you want to get on the field. Do you want to get DeMarco out there? Do you want to get Nephi out there? And how, how do you set that up? But, you know, uh, you know, how that kind of fill-in linebacker plays is going to be a big thing today. You mentioned Nephi. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little earlier when Mike Dettelier was on breaking down the line side of things. Obviously, his brother Penay is on the other side yes. of the ball. And this is a matchup, at least, you have a chance for the brothers to actually clash on the field yeah. and meet head-to-head. Not like the Kelsey brothers where they were on different, not the same sides of the ball, so they never met. Yeah, and the same thing with Noah and uh, and Nephi. They didn't play right, exactly. Each other, right when they when they played the Bears earlier <laughs> this year. Yeah, so maybe maybe there's a chance that uh, that that they can, you know. Yeah, Sewell versus Sewell Prime, as they at say. At some point, yeah. yeah. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. Looking at around the NFC South this uh, today too, Jeff. uh, Some matchups with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty much have uh, an easy one, you would say, with the Panthers coming to town. Although maybe Carolina has a little juice to them with the uh, interim head coach and trying to figure out something now that Frank Reich era is officially Done, done and gone there in Carolina real quick. Well, it's going to be one to watch because, you know, the, the Saints get the Panthers next week, right? right? And so you do want to see how that team kind of responds. If they look dead in the water, that's a, you know, you'd almost prefer them to look dead in the water because then you, you get that team coming in next week. But, you know, last year the, Saints, the Panthers have fired their head coach in basically the same situation, and they looked like a much better football team. They rallied around Steve Wilkes, and, yeah. you know, they played really good football down the stretch of the season. Do they do that again, right? They're getting some reinforcements. I think they're getting J.C. Horn. Jeremy Chin back right this week so you know that's something to to watch you know that's a that's a talented defense it was always a talented defense and the reason Frank Reich ultimately lost his job is the offense couldn't get it done with Bryce Young and but that defense can still give you a very difficult time if you let them no I had a terrible dream that in this game Bryce Young ends up re-injuring his ankle and then next week we get to see guess who Bryce Young? Oh, Andy Dalton. Dalton. Right, exactly. That makes more sense. (laughs) Andy Dalton paces off against the Saints in the Superdome and be like, oh, no, I I don't know what's ahead for us in that matchup. I only have good Saints dreams. I ain't talking about. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, there's there's some interesting games this week. But, you know, one one thing that happened this week that I think is fascinating, and this has nothing to do with the Saints, but how bad are the Patriots? The Patriots are so bad 
that the NFL flexed How bad are Pat they? Mahomes. Oh, yeah, right, and the exactly. Super, the reigning Super Bowl champions, they flexed them out of Monday Night Football. That's how bad the Patriots are, that they're just like, we can't put you on national television. There was also a graphic on, on Prime Video where they always do the graphic and they flash it up. Like, they put the star players, and on one side they had Pat Mahomes or, or maybe it was Travis Kelsey. I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. On the other side, they couldn't think of which player to <laughs> it put It was on. Bill Belichick, Bill right? Belichick. <laughs> I've never seen that. Right. It's like, here's the opposing coach. What does that say about you as a franchise that that's like the most marketable thing is your, is your 70-year-old head coach? You have even no standout to. player you can yeah. even put up there to yeah. highlight. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think, you know, and this isn't really anything to do with the Saints, but <laughs> you look around and there's a lot of teams in very precarious situations in the league. The Patriots are one of them. The Chargers are one of them. You know, the Broncos were one of them, and they fought their way out of it. Now, the Saints have to do the same thing. The Saints have to fight their way out of this hole they found themselves in. And if they can do that, and you can, you can win a few games down the stretch of the season, you can win the division, you can get to the playoffs, then you look at this thing as, okay, we, we've, we struggled, we went through adversity, and we found our way out the other side. If it goes the opposite direction, then I, all bets are off, and you, and you do what you have to do. But the, this season's not over. And in order for you to fight your way out of this hole, you have to go out there and play like a team that, that wants to win. Today. Sadly, you look at strength of schedule, and the only team that's got it easier than the Saints, it's the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons. They get they're in New York today to take on the Jets. Maybe uh, the J E T S Gang Green can put out a little surprise for us against those Dirty Birds. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers back to practice. <laughs> you know, he's not going to play unless the Jets ha- or have something to play for. Um, but yeah, th- that's an interesting. I still team. can't imagine he ends up playing at all this season. It's pretty wild. Although I guess if anyone can defy the laws of of science and, and medical. Yeah. Uh, of advancements, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the take I saw that I agree with is Aaron Rodgers is just hell-bent on proving doctors wrong. <laughs> they, exactly <laughs> So if the right. doctors tell him he can't do something, he's oh, going to do yeah? it just to spite them, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing. But, yeah, no, the, the Jets are a team. It's just fast, it's a fascinating team to watch how excited they were and how much hype there was around that team, and it lasted four minutes, not even, like four plays. Um, but, no, there's, there's some fun matchups. Dolphins, Commanders. 49ers-Eagles is obviously the game of the week and uh, you know, might be an NFC championship preview at the end of the day. Um, you know. I'll be knee-deep in post-game coverage at that point. Unfortunately, won't get to tune into that one. I, that looks like to be the game of the day. Yeah. Yeah, Bengals-Jags is also going to be good, although without Joe Burrow, what do, you, what do you do as the Bengals right now? It's like Jake Browning. Where are you as a team, You might still right? make the playoffs, but <laughs> it's hard to have any, any hope for that team. Um, Cardinal Steelers, you figure eventually the Steelers are going to fall back to earth in terms of the offense is like one of the worst in the NFL, and they're not going to keep winning games that way. Uh, another One game that's sneaky good that you probably wouldn't have expected at the beginning of the season is Broncos-Texans. Well, especially right now, too, yeah. uh, the Sean Payton's had, had the Broncos, get, you know, with a big turnaround after their slow start. The five or six straight wins. Right? Yeah, and the, the Texans, as we know all too well, uh, D'Amico Ryans has done a heck of a job there this year, and quarterback C.J. Sprout being in that not just rookie of the year conversations I find it wild that he's in MVP conversations yeah yeah <laughs> he's, he's been definitely a stud he's out there been that good he's been so good that I think it got Frank Reich fired <laughs> even though he wanted C.J. Stroud How, that's, what that's a why. weird situation that is yeah no it, it's definitely uncomfortable and no, it's and it's there's I think you can look at that and see some of those like what do you want your owner to be as an owner of a team do you want them to meddle do you want it to be David Tepper saying, no, we want to do this, even though the coaching staff says, yeah, maybe we do this? No, that's not what you want. And that's why I think I, I, I appreciate how the Saints operate in that way. It's like you don't, I don't, you don't need the owner of the team weighing in on football operations decisions because that's just not, you know, like they, you need them to empower people and let the people you've put in positions to do a job do a job. 
and to a fault, that's what the Saints do, right? The Saints believe in stability, in you know, organizational stability, right? And they, and uh, while it might annoy fans when things seem to be going badly and they're not, you know, knee-jerk firing people and you know, going out in media and making life more difficult on the quarterback and the and the coach by saying stuff that they have to answer for, you know, I think that's just the way this team operates and that's the way they manage to. A, find a successful system over a, you know, as long a period as any team in the NFL had been able to do that, and it's how they're going to try to keep this thing afloat. And uh, so yeah, that's what you're going to get. Uh, looking at the, the, going into this matchup, a big concern, obviously, the wide receiver uh, position for this Saints squad. We know Michael Thomas on injured reserve right now. Out for this game, Rashid Shahid dealing with a quad issue. But the big question uh, looks like that Chris Olave, from all reports, is going to be cleared off of the concussion protocol and available for today's game. I'm definitely curious to see, one, if that does in fact happen, and two, how much involvement he'll be in this offense. Will, do you think it'll be any lesson because he is dealing with that concussion, or do you think he can be a full go right off the bat? No, this isn't, a, this isn't a, like a hamstring injury. It's like either you're healthy you're or you're clear not. You're clear you're not, right. Right, and like I've had some people say, like, oh, they should sit him anyway. And the doctor said he's good to go. Like the Saints right, aren't the, the ones. Right, if the independent neurologist, right, right says right. you're, e- you're either, clear. Either you can play or you can't. It's not a, oh, you're 75%, we're going to put you in there anyway. Like you have to clear <laughs> the concussion protocol, and once you are cleared, you should be a full go. Like, there's no if, – if you're looking at Chris Olave and saying he is 75%, then he shouldn't be out there. Either he's 100% or, well, or whatever, as close to 100% as you could hope to be at this point in the season, right? If he's, if he's out there, that means that he has cleared the protocol and there should be no limitations. Hopefully that's the case for Chris Olave. When we get back from the break here on First Take, we'll check into our Saints Sound Bank here from defensive coordinator Joe Woods right here on WWL Saints Radio. Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Saints fans, don't forget you got to meet up with Bobby Bear before the game. Join the Cajun Cannon for the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff. That's coming up live right here inside the Superdome. Gate B, Loge Level. Look for Bobby, me, and Team WWL in the atrium, all presented by Craig's Electrical Generator Service. Getting into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Jeff. Uh, 51-47 wants to know, what are you all smoking? Saints have four wins against teams that are in last in their respective division. Get off that homer position. Tell them, tell them there, Jeff. Well, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But we can go both ways with that, right? Like, I get it. You haven't beaten a ton of great teams, but neither have the Lions, right? And so you can look at this and say, okay, the Saints have one of the easier schedules in the NFL. But you can also look at it and say, okay, the, the Lions beat the Chiefs week one. Great win, 21-20. 
Week one's a long time ago, right? We're talking about 11 weeks ago. What have you done since then? What have you done for me lately, as there Bobby go, would right. say? Lost to the Seahawks in week two. You want to know who their wins are against? They beat the Packers on the road. They beat the Panthers at home. They beat the Bucks on the road. They lost to the Ravens, 38-6. to They beat the Raiders at home. They beat the Chargers, 41-38. Put up a lot of points, allowed a lot of points. They beat the Bears at home, and now they just lost to the Packers at home. So are you telling me that they're looking at this, they're looking at this Lions like schedule and saying, man, they have beaten, they've beaten everybody. No, they've taken advantage of the bad teams on their schedule. You could say the Saints are also a bad team on their schedule, but, you know, that's, that's what you are. That's the reality of where you are. Now, you look at this Vikings schedule, and, you know, the Saints, they have probably the easiest back-end schedule. After this game, you're talking about five teams with losing records. You look at the, the, the Vikings. So after, I'm sorry, you look at the Lions. After the Saints, which, you know, I would say that's a, you know, for teams in the middle of the pack, that's a competitive game right? Uh, you're at least talking about a team that's trying to win and you know they're trying to win. After that, you get the Bears. You're at the Bears. That's a road division game against a team that I don't care where you're at. They're trying to beat you and they almost did two weeks ago. After that, you get home against the Broncos, on the road against the Vikings, on the road against the Cowboys, and at home against the Vikings. At 8-3, and three, you know, you have not won your division just because you're 8-3. and three. The Vikings are sitting there at 6-6, six and six, and they have two games against you on the back end of your schedule and sandwiching a game against the Cowboys, a team that, you know, is going to be playing for seeding the whole way through, even if they don't win the, the NFC East. You know, the, the Lions are not in as good a position as, as people want to say they are. And so, yeah, I mean, sure, the Saints haven't beaten anybody. Neither have the Lions. And I think the idea that the Lions are coming in here and they should be this seven-point road favorite or four-and-a-half-point road favorite, whatever it is, I think that's a, that's a bit of an overkill. I think this is going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to which team values the ball more. Want to hear from our Saints sound bank getting into Joe Woods, defensive coordinator for the black and gold. Here's what he had to say as the Saints get ready to take on this Detroit Lions offense. seen anything in particular with the run defense that is trending for the last few games that you don't like or... I mean, obviously we have to do a better job. Um, you know, for us, you know, in the past it's been more the quarterback with the scrambles. Um, but you got to give them credit. They did a nice job. We just have to do a better job with gap, gap control, uh, fitting things correctly, getting off blocks, tackling. It all kind of snowballed on us. Um, but, you know, the guys see it. We see it. We, we got to improve. Is that kind of like extra urgent with how good Detroit's been uh, running the ball this year? Absolutely. You know, I mean, the run game, that's what they do. That's their mentality. They want to be physical. They want to knock you off the ball, um, you know, kind of control it and then set up their play action pass. So it's going to be a big part of the game and we have to to play well. How do you feel about the safety depth heading into this game if Marcus Mays down? You know, I I think uh, all the safeties have played at times uh, throughout the year. So very comfortable with those guys. Um, And they can play multiple positions. So we can create some matchups that we want. But uh, I feel comfortable. Is there a reason why we haven't seen a whole lot of Jordan Howden? No, it's just kind of part of it. Yeah. Just in terms of the game plan, um, we try to get involved at, at times. Um, so we'll have a little little package for him this week. Is that maybe a, more a nod to what Lonnie Johnson has been able to do when he has stepped in? Yeah, and this uh, when you have a lot of good players, it's a problem. And I think we have some talented safeties back there, so it's hard to get them all involved at times. And we're trying to create different matchups. Um, but like I said, I'm comfortable and we'll find a way to get him on the field. How do you think Powden has progressed this year, though? Good. I think he started off, he was trying to play everything perfect. It's like, you can't play that way. If you try to play everything perfect, you make mistakes. So I think he's more comfortable with the system. 
Um, again, we were playing with multiple positions. We were playing with dying, both safety positions, nickel, and he's capable of doing it. But I think he's more comfortable with the, the a system and the experience he has. I feel like he's, he's confident. Joe, when you, uh, I mean, we remember this for years with Alvin and Mark, but when, when you face a team like this that has running backs whose styles are so distinctly different, what, how, how does that put an extra burden on preparation and, and reacting to who, who you're identifying is the running back on each play like this team? You definitely know who they are, you know, <laughs> and their running styles. And, you know, some teams, some backs run certain plays or other backs run, you know, other plays. Uh, but they're, they're talented. You see them guys breaking runs. And, you know, they'll start off, you know, to run play to their left and end up breaking it the whole way to the right. You've seen them all do it. So similar in terms of how they run, but they're, they are a little bit different. You know, the young guy's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good, Gibbs. What does he do? He, he Even more than what you just saw with Bijan Robinson, he's more of a make you miss in the open field guy? Or? I mean, for me, I, he's a daylight runner. When he runs, he sees daylight, that's where he's hitting it. And he can see a lot of daylight. So, but uh, a lot of, lot of big runs. You can see his quickness, uh, very good balance. Um, you know, his vision to see the holes. I mean, there's plays you see where it's like nothing. And you're like, where'd this guy go? And you see him running out the other side. But he's, he's talented. Will, will Detroit give you guys an opportunity at sacks? I know you haven't faced a quarterback who will hold the ball in the pocket. Is this one that will actually I, play in the pocket? I hope, I hope they do. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. You know, that's always part of, you know, our package. Just in terms of different ways to get after the quarterback, um, you know, whether it's coverage related, four man rush pass games, or whether it's different type of pressure. So we have to affect them um, and find ways to take away the ball to change the game. Is Foskey able to do anything to continue developing while he was out, or is that kind of kind of pause when you aren't out there, like repping the stuff? Yeah, no, definitely, you know, develop physically and, you know, get himself in the best shape he can be in. But, you know, you need the reps on the field. So he's back. You know, he's doing a good job for us. So, you know, I'm excited to see him play, so see where he's at. Joe, you all dialed up more blitzes lately. Is that more game plan specific or opponent specific? Or are you we, all, we always have them. Yeah. yeah, we always have them. It's just the flow of the game. You know, it's not intentional, though? You all not doing more just to try and generate pressure? With well, blitzes? like I said, it's not always the sack numbers. It's about making the quarterback feel uncomfortable. And again, like I said, we, we've been taking the ball away this with the interceptions, and that's part of rushing coverage. But it's just really filling out the game, when to call those pressures, you know, but we have them. It's just, just the flow of the game. Saints defensive coordinator Joe Wood speaking as the black and gold get ready to take on the Detroit Lions. A noon start in the Caesars Superdome coming up at 10 o'clock. The Bud Light countdown to kickoff. You can hear the Cajun Cannons take and keys to this matchup going into the game. And, yeah, obviously, uh, Woods knows he's going to get a heavy dose of that rushing attack uh, from the Detroit Lions, a two-headed monster that's pretty good with Montgomery and, Jib- and Gibbs. Yeah, the, the interesting thing is, you know, this, the Lions haven't let up a ton of sacks despite having a quarterback that, that doesn't necessarily move around that much because they're really good at slowing down the rush. They're really good at getting the run game going. They get into play action, and that allows Jared Goff some time to sit back there. I'm interested to see what Isaiah Foskey has today. We haven't seen him since yeah. he went down with a quad injury and I think the opening kickoff against the Bears. And it's taken him a couple of weeks. He's back. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> if Cam does play, Cam Jordan, you know, he's a game-time decision. Uh, you, you know, even if he's out there, I would expect him to be somewhat limited, in this, at least from a snap count perspective. And I think Isaiah Foskey is going to be the guy that you get out there, especially on pass rush downs. And, you know, maybe maybe he can add a little juice, add a little juice to this rush because uh, they, really, they need to get after 
Jared Goff in some way, shape, or form today, whether that's Carl, whether that's Isaiah, whether that's from the Blitz. You know, you got to do it. You got to make him uncomfortable. You can't allow him to just sit in the pocket and pick you apart. And, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about it. So Marshawn's not out there, right? You're looking right. again at Ike Adam, Paulson Adebo, and probably Alante Taylor in the slot in, in nickel, and then he'll move outside in base. So you got you to do something. One last segment to close things out. The Oakland Heart Jewelers Rolex time check is now two hours, seven minutes till that noon start right here in the Caesar Superdome. Coming back with more First Take right after this on WWL. Welcome back into First Take, closing things out here. Want to get into our, our best bets for today's game. Black and gold looking like a four, four and a half point favorite. Yeah. Uh, underdog, sorry, going into this matchup. It was kind of surprising. Slight difference. Yeah, a little bit, and it was kind of surprised to see that the, you know, Detroit favored by that little actually coming into the game. That little, four and a half <laughs> points on the road, that's not little. What are you I, talking about? I thought it would be more considering the black and gold struggles in the uh, no, I, in the red zone and, and the ability to score. I actually think that line's going to get bet a little closer now that Olave's out there. I think, um, yeah, based, if, if he is out there, but I think the, you're going to see some money go on the Saints because four and a half points at home, you know, I – I, I would take the Saints in that. I mean, and people think I'm just being a homer. You can attest to this. I've been saying this for like six weeks at this point that I think the Saints in matchup well against the Lions. I do. Uh, you know, and it's going to be frustrating if they can't stop the run. And if they can't stop the run, then, yeah, then all bets are off in that regard. But, I, you know, I think this, the Saints are going to come out with some pride today. And so I, I would take the Saints with the points, but that's just me. Yeah, that's a tough one to, because the Saints have struggled so much to get into the end zone. Uh, I find it hard to put money on them, even though at home uh, getting that four and a half points here. So I would be on the other side of that, honestly. Uh, I, I know it's it's tough with this team uh, to really gauge what the offense is capable of. Uh, it's a, it's amazing to see them being able to move the ball at will, it seems, with no problems. And then you get to the 20 and everything just bogs down. Yeah, you've got to fix that. That definitely has got to be fixed. Uh, our best bet segment uh, brought to you by Bet365. You can go check out all the action at Bet365. I'm feeling good at an overall, you know, for this team going forward. But to this matchup against a Lions squad today, they have struggled, but just overall, it, it is a tough matchup for this Saints squad. Uh, the good news is we talked about it a little bit. Uh, not a mobile quarterback here, which should be a benefit for this defense that struggled to, to, to keep those mobile QBs at bay. And, and hopefully we don't see Jared Goff taking off for seven, nine yards. Right. That is the one thing that you can, you can bet on today is that, yeah, whatever his rushing total is, I'm taking the under. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak closing out here. First take. Stay tuned for more of the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff coming up next right here on WWL Saints Radio with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Who dat? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 